Though they would never admit it, there was only one reason why I was being kept on at school. Kaddish, who was, who, bless him, is my cousin. Anything Kaddish did, I had to do, if not better, then at least as good. It was all right in the old days. I remember when he came to this country a few months before the war, a small, dark-faced peanut of a boy with large, furtive eyes, as if he had stumbled into the world by mistake and was looking for a way out. I had to teach him English, but he hadn't been here six weeks before he began to complain about my grammar and said I could hardly speak it myself. But still, he was a stranger to Glasgow and I had to be his guide. I pointed out some of the main buildings in the neighbourhood, the Victoria Infirmary, Queen's Park School, Langside Library. But you couldn't tell him anything. He knew what they were, and what's more, he was not impressed. Everything was better in Latvia. Look, I said after a day of this, if everything was so lovely in Latvia, why did you leave? We was pushed, he said in his low, gloomy voice. Then came the war. My mother and his took a house in the country, but being sisters, they soon fell out. And my own relationship with Kaddish was not all that happy. He borrowed my books, my pens, my pencils, my crayons, everything I had, as if he had a natural right to it. Well, haven't I? he said. We're cousins, aren't we? Cousinhood must have been a very close thing in Latvia, I thought. However, his mother and mine fell out before we did. Mother had to go back to Glasgow because father could not manage the business without her, and in any case, it was not long before he would be called up. I was sent to a school in the country, and I did not see Kaddish again until he was thirteen on his bar mitzvah day. He was a different person. He was still dark and still gloomy-voiced, but his eyes had stopped chasing each other around his face, and he had nearly doubled in size. The bar mitzvah is not always understood by Jews, and it is perhaps impossible to explain it to Gentiles. It is celebrated when a boy becomes thirteen. Literally it means son of the commandment, one who becomes subject to the laws of Moses, who has reached the age of moral responsibility, a graduate to manhood. The form of the festivity in which the boy reads a portion from the Torah and then another from the prophets is ancient and, save perhaps for the boy himself, is an occasion of unmitigated joy. There is a link between all that is great in the Jewish past with all that is hopeful in the future. The boy is still young, and even if he has failed his eleven-plus, the parents watching him ascend to the reading of the Torah can still dream that here is a great doctor or a lawyer or managing director of a furniture warehouse. It is not like a wedding where much, if not all, hope has already been abandoned, and where one can watch a couple taking their vows and wonder at what misfortune had brought them together. When Kaddish was bar mitzvah, there was an immense reception. His father, Uncle Yehuda, was a rabbi, and if not an important man, at least a well-known man, and every rabbi was there, and every Jew who held any sort of office, which is to say nearly every Jew in Glasgow. 
It being wartime, there was not much food or whisky, but the tea flowed like water, and the bridge rolls laid end to end could have reached to Jerusalem and back. There were speeches from the rabbis, and speeches from relatives, and speeches from friends. One uncle who was in textiles compared him to cashmere wool. Another in the drink trade compared him to a Glenlivet malt. A third, who was in diamonds, spoke of him as a diamond. A pity he had no relatives in the fish trade, for he looked a bit like a halibut, with his tired eyes and open mouth. I watched him carefully, there at the tabletop, flanked by all that was holy in Glasgow life. In another five months I would be Bar Mitzvah, and his...